Welcome Hello. to Welcome. Welcome. Um, Welcome. Episode I don't know. Seven. I don't even seven That sounds seems, right. Right? That seems like it that could seems be right. correct, I think. Let me check. Okay. We're gonna verify. Episode I, seven. Ooh, episode well, seven. I should have put money on that. Um yeah. great. Okay, Mav, I'm so excited. I hope you all seven. enjoyed last month's episode uh, yes. where we talked about one of my favies, Bonnie and Clyde. One of your favies, Bonnie. What if I'm so glad I picked one of your favies then? Yeah, just you know, yeah. people that I know, which isn't a whole lot, but I your I close did. personal friends, the robbers. <laughs> yes, the people I aspire to be when I grow up on FBI's most wanted list. <laughs> yes, even though I'm older we love than it. both of them were when they died i still would like to have the longevity that they have had in their careers and in lives. the in their reputations yes not Maybe. not their lives no. you don't want the longevity they had in their lives because that was you've already surpassed it that's true that's true that's true we can't we can't go backwards but i yes i would like to go down in history maybe similarly to how they have so mav so we are not talking about bonnie and clyde criminals no, oh, this time we're not. I know. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, we're not talking about robbers and or criminals this time. Well, that's okay. We need a little break. You know, it's good to have a balance. Yeah, good to have balance. Yeah, they're still fun, and I still think you're gonna know who they are. <gasps> okay, I'm so ready. Okay, good. I'm excited that you're excited. I'm so excited. Who are we talking about today, man? Okay, so we may not be able to. I'm gonna keep this going. No, I'm gonna it. keep the bit going until you know anyone cares. That's why I was setting you up for it. We may not be able to tell you how to break up. We may not be very good at you know relationship advice. <laughs> Maybe, but, but here not. is how Johnny Cash and June Carter did it. <gasps> okay, I do know who Johnny Cash is because, like, come on, because who doesn't? Who doesn't? I don't. I tell you what. Yet another name? example. June Carter. I don't. I'm not yet another example her. where it, she's the queen here. You know uh, what I mean? All women. Like yes, all yes. Women. Is no. he one of the most legendary, talented musicians in the world? Sure, sure. But she is the star attraction for me personally, and has been since I knew who she was. Yeah, I don't even know who she is, and I already agree with you. I'm so glad. Okay, Johnny Cash was born J.R. Cash on February 26, 1932, in Kingsland. Arkansas. I was going to say Kings Island. Oh, well. In Kingsland, Arkansas. Kings Island is a real place in Ohio. I know. I love Kings Island. That's it's why I was going to say so it. so fun. You've been there? Why have we never talked about this? Of course. This? Oh, I don't know. Because I lived, <gasps> I mean, Ken- Louisville, It. we have uh, Kentucky Kingdom. We have a Six Flags in Louisville. Uh-huh. But Kings Island's so much better. So much than better. Than the Six Flags that we have. And so it was like, and it's not that far. Oh, yeah? From us. Is it far from, I feel like it's pretty far from Michigan, but I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Well, so so when I was growing up, my grandparents lived in Cincinnati. And so oh. we would go okay. and like visit them all the time. Yeah. And Kings Island yeah. was much closer than like Cedar yes. Point or any of those other ones. Yes. So we would always go to Kings Island, which is not far from king from cincinnati at all but it's such a nostalgic place for you Mav. I it's like I grew we did up field there. trips to to king's island your school did actually yeah That's king's island is only like maybe insane. an hour an hour and a half away from louisville and I we love... did i mean like it obviously it's not an educational field trip right it would be the sort <laughs> yeah. of big one at the end of the year that you would go on yeah yeah and yeah. it i think it if I'm like, it was something like the entire seventh grade class went. And so like all of sixth grade, you were so excited. You were like, next year, we're going to get to go to King's Island. Like, you God, know, it was like trip. one of those things that you're really yes. excited for. Yeah. That's so freaking cool. 
I would I have love loved Kings Island. that. I, I seriously, it's like I can't tell you how much I love that place. Map is like I it, love Kings Island. I'm wondering how much of this Kings Island talk we're gonna have to take out because well, I don't want to take any of it out because I love Kings Island. Yeah, I feel like the people should know. Everyone listening, if you haven't been to Kings Island, book a trip immediately. It'll change your life in ways yep. that you can't imagine. It's the most fun amusement park, literally on planet Earth. It's like the biggest wooden roller coaster in the country the beast. or something like that. Yes. The Beast. And then they the also beast. have Son of the Beast, the which has the, the loop-de-loop. It oh, my God. I loved it. I think the Son I, of the Beast listen, might not be running anymore, Matt. I think. It's certainly probably not safe anymore. <laughs> but I, think, I went on it. <laughs> I mean, I did, too. I Everyone did. I it lived like, on that ride. It was This the was best. supposed to be, like, the, you know, the mecca of everything that yeah. the Beast is not, which is, like, it it is everything, so it's, like, how could it even get better? But they tried to do that with Son of the Beast. And then I yeah. think some things went wrong, and they had to, like, shut it down. But maybe It was a wooden roller coaster that went upside down. Like It was. It was. That's super cool. It is super cool. And I also, assume that it would still be around if they had made it not out of wood. This is true. But they were... But that's not my business. That's no. not my business. But the Beast is still very much around and is also made out of wood. And I think still holds yes. that record for the fastest. And they have, like, little t-shirts for it and stuff. Oh, I yeah. love... I love Kings oh, Island. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway. Sorry. Okay, we're talking about who? Johnny Cash. Okay, I'm just going to start over. <laughs> Johnny Cash. <laughs> Johnny Cash was born J.R. Cash on February 26, oh, yes. 1932. Sorry, I have a question Kingsland, already. Arkansas. Yes. J.R., like, is that, that was, that's the, I'm so what glad was on his asked. birth certificate? Or, like, that's I'm a, so the glad initials you asked. of his first two names? I'm so glad you asked. His parents could not agree whether or not they should name him John or whether or not they should name him Ray. They could not agree. Okay. So their compromise was to name him J.R. The letters. J- like junior, but not junior. Just J.R. Yeah, because he wasn't a junior. No. Just the letters J and the letter R is his first and middle name. J dot R dot yeah. Cash. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess he chose, ended up choosing John or Johnny. We'll get there. Okay. His parents, Ray and Carrie, had seven children overall and Johnny is like Ooh. smack dab in the middle. He's got three older siblings three younger siblings okay he's a middle child classic middle child. his family was poor suffering through the great depression they moved to a cotton farm and the whole family worked hard to make it a success cool it wasn't really a success but like to put oh. food on the table and like you know what i mean to make it oh. successful enough to support themselves well that's an ex- a success you know yeah yeah I don't want to. I don't want you to think that they ever had money, though. Right, but they they had enough to survive, to not sure pass away from hunger or yeah. thirst. Yeah, yeah. Cool. One morning in May of 1944, Johnny, then age 12, his mother and his older brother Jack all had this sort of weird sense of foreboding. Johnny What's and his mother mean? tried to con- uh, bad vibes. Okay, cool. Johnny and his mother tried to convince Jack not to go into work that day. Mm-hmm. Johnny and Jack were very close. But Johnny and his mother were unable to convince Jack to stay. He said that he needed to make money for the family, so he went to work. What did he do? Where did he go? What was his um, job? I think he was just doing a job for a neighbor and oh. was, like, cutting up wood for him. Okay. Like, there was a big pile of wood that needed to be cut into whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he was doing that. Uh, while at work, Jack was caught in a table saw and he was nearly cut in half. Oh! He, he died a week later at only 15 years old. Oh, my God. That's so horrible johnny was right so was his and his mom and jack like they all had that weird feeling but jack just said you know we need money so i'm gonna go do it many 
and then he got cut in half. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I didn't even know they had John- table saws back then. I know. I guess they did, though. I guess. Johnny's younger sister, Joanne, said that Johnny attended the funeral in dirty and sweaty because he had just finished digging Jack's grave. Oh, I feel like that should have been done, like, maybe much before the funeral and maybe not uh, by him. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Maybe he so wanted to a sad to little it. boy. It's such a sad <laughs> little life is so, so far. How, how old is Johnny now? Like, is he the same age? He, he was 14? 12. No, oh. he's 12. Oh, he dug it's a his grave older brother. when he was 12 years old? Uh-huh. The devastation of this event, coupled with a lifelong love of gospel music, were the sparks that started his songwriting and his singing. Hmm. On July 7th, 1950, at age 18, he enlisted in the Air Force. They Beauty. wouldn't let him just use initials for his oh. name. Even though that's his real name? Yeah. Wow. They're like, your name can't be initials. And he was like, well, you should have been here in 1932, because <laughs> that's what I've been dealing with. That's what my name is. So he had to basically just pick a name to replace JR, and he picked John. Oh, okay. Why they didn't just name him John Ray and call him JR, I don't know. Yeah. But that's not that's not what they did. There's so many options they had on the table, but I think they chose an interesting one. Sure. In the summer of 1951, at the age of 19, Johnny was in California when he met 17-year-old Vivian Liberto. How old is he? 19. Oh, okay. And in the Air Force. She's like 17 and like a senior in high school and uh-huh. he's 19 and he's just out of basic training, ba- I think, basically. Gotcha. The story goes that his Air Force friends dared him to talk to her. They were at a skate rink, mm-hmm. a skating rink or whatever. They dared him to go talk to her. So he sort of fake bumped into her in the rink and then they used that to sort of strike up the conversation. Nice. Classic move, JR. A month later, Johnny was sent to Germany with the Air Force. So he and Vivian exchanged over a thousand letters. Whoa. He wrote to her and I quote, I'm in love with you, honey. I never fell so hard in my life. I think about you every minute of the day and you're with me wherever I go. Don't ever worry about me stopping loving you, darling, because I know I never will. I've gotten you so deep under my skin that you're a part of me. That's beautiful, Matt. Did he put that yeah. in a song? No, just a letter. Wow. But um, Vivian eventually writes a memoir of her life and she includes a lot of the letters. So that's why we have those Aww. sorts of quotes. Okay, that's cute. On July 3rd, 1954, he was honorably discharged from the Air Force and he and Vivian got married a month later. Later on August 7th in Cute. San Antonio. Love. They moved to Nashville where Johnny became a vacuum cleaner salesman and had their first child, Roseanne, in May of 1955. <laughs> Roseanne? Is it Roseanne? No. <laughs> How fucking crazy would that be? They was. had three more daughters, Kathy in 1956, Cindy in 1959, and then Tara in 1961. My dad was born in 1956. There you go. He's the same age as Kathy. And my mom was born in 1960. So she's one year older than than Tara. Mm -hmm. Wow. He would spend his evenings playing guitar with a few friends of his. He went to meet with Sam Phillips at Sun Records. Like he had been begging to get an audition at Sun Records and then finally he gets it. He, however, he and his like two backup band people, like the people in his band, Mm -hmm. they auditioned with gospel songs, which Sam was sort of no longer interested in signing. He, He couldn't market gospel music anymore he needed some secular stuff or like a, yeah he needed like original works basically yeah, gotcha okay um johnny came back with new songs in a rockabilly style and he was signed rockabilly by june of 1955 he had released two hit songs like a record that had cry 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 on one side and then the b side was hey porter cry cry 
Far Cry was a huge hit single. Um, he later, in May 1st, 1956, released I Walk the Line. <laughs> The hit song yeah. was a huge success and it sort of pushed him into superstardom. Mm-hmm. The song is about his promise to stay faithful in his new marriage. To like what's if you think about again? the to Vivian. To Vivian. Vivian. Okay. If you think about the the lyrics, I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. Uh-huh. I keep my hands out for the ties that bind because you're mine. I walk the line. Like he's he's saying, like, because of you, I'm not gonna stray. I'm not gonna fall to any of these temptations all around. Yeah. What are these temptations? Or just like other women. Life on the road. Yeah. Yeah, he's a rock star. He's got women throwing himself at him. Yeah, he does. By July 1956, Johnny was set to make his debut on the Grand Old Opry stage. Okay, that's big. You know the Grand Old Opry? Yeah, that's like, You know what I'm talking about? That's important. Just making sure. Just right? making that's sure. Like, that's like. Yeah, it's like one of the most important venues in probably all of music history, but definitely country music history. Yeah, it's like Madison Square Garden, but for yeah. country artists. So by July 1956, he was set to make his debut on the Grand Old Opry stage. And it was backstage at this event that he was introduced to, at this point, comparably a veteran of the country music business, June Carter. This is his wife, right? This is who we're talking. This is not his wife. His wife is Vivian. <laughs> but this is who we're talking about. Yes. In in At the end of this. Well, yes. I don't know if they get married, but this is the one... Who breaks all the promises that he made to Vivian? Nope. Don't make prejudgments, okay? Oh, okay. Just listen where I'm, just listen where we're going. Okay, I'm excited. June was born Valerie June Carter in Mesa Spring, Virginia on June 23rd, 1929. So she's three years older than Ooh, Johnny. She's oldie, oldie. All three years. <laughs> I mean, Johnny's old too. They're both old as shit. They're both dead. <laughs> Her parents, Maybell and Ezra Carter, were already well-known in folk and country music scene when June was born. Okay. Ezra. She had a little legacy behind her. Yes. Ezra was the manager of the group, and Maybell, along with Ezra's brother, AP, and AP's wife, Sarah, formed the original trio called the Carter Family. (gasps) Beyonce and Jay-Z, they're the original Carters, the OG. These are the original Carters, the OG. These, yeah, these are the original Carters. I'm sure, I'm sure that Beyonce and Jay-Z have done something to play off of this before, but I can't think of what it is. The okay. Carter family made a healthy but not sort of crazy living through music mm-hmm. because it was like back then there were obviously people that were superstars and stuff like that. Like but Elvis. I feel like country. Well, this is before Elvis. Oh, it is? I thought Elvis yes. was born in like... They're know, friends with the Elvis. 50s, right? Elvis was not born in the 50s. Like, Elvis, Elvis was famous in the 50s. Right. Elvis, sorry, but this is before that. This is their parents, basically. Oh, I forgot we're talking about their parents. Yeah, might be. Um, because this is like the twenties and the thirties mm-hmm. is when they like started becoming like yeah, some of like f- the sort of founding figures in the folk country music scene. Okay. Anyway, by 1939, when June was 10, her and her siblings began performing with their parents and their cousins. So her siblings and their cousins, because it's all the family, Mm -hmm. they started performing with their parents, starting the second generation of the Carter family. So she's a child star, you know? Okay. In 1943, her mom stopped performing with AP and Sarah (gasps) and formed a new group called the Carter Sisters and Mother Maybell with her three daughters, June, Helen, and Anita. Uh And then the mom Maybell would play with them like backup okay so it's like they had a family 
thing and they kind of just they more- still have a family thing i think it's sort of um almost like spin-offs but with the you know same what I mean? characters the girls are now getting old enough to be their own act mm-hmm. and so instead of their mom traveling with her brother-in-law and her sister-in-law she's going to travel with her daughters okay you know what i mean yeah it wasn't like a breakup it was just a like oh we're gonna do this now it's a lot freer are you know? they the family-in-law still doing their thing or a thing i think that they're traveling with their kids oh i didn't know their kids mattered yeah they're or like we're like in it it is all the carter family oh there's wow. tons of them they are all performing together wow. it's kind of you know yeah. together separately they do shows with each other they do them without each other it's all even though some of them are it's y- all a vibe young youngins or are they all kind of old by 1943 they're old enough to be on their own uh-huh. All of them. I think the kids are about 14, 15 at this point. Okay. So that's like, they're not the, they're not the little kids that are just gonna like be the cute thing in front of your show. Yeah. They're not like a little novelty act. They're their own act now. Right. Okay. Sounds good. June was the front person of the group as she had a fun personality and she had a pretty good singing voice and she also played the auto sharp, which is, uh, do you know what that is? No. It's, it looks kind of like, um, it's like a flat piece of wood or whatever it's made of and then it has strings on top of it i'm not sure i think that her mother sort of pioneered the way of playing it that she does but it has a similar sound to like a mandolin or something or like a harp okay but there's not like air on either side right it's like a flat piece where the strings are just on top of a flat piece of wood almost okay and you can tune it and you can put clips places and you can do all kinds of things with it uh-huh. But it's um, it's basically a string instrument okay. that you play with your hands instead of a bow. Yeah, and it sounds like a harp or a mandolin. Kind of. It c- it can also sound like a guitar if you play it right. You know. Huh. Okay. It's so a it's, it's a pretty versatile thing depending on how you want to play it. Yeah, it's versatile. But it's a little higher than a guitar. Like you know how a guitar is kind of low. Mm-hmm. The notes are lower. I think it's a little higher than a guitar, but I'm not totally sure. Okay. She wasn't as naturally musical as her sisters, but she was naturally funny with many of her peers calling her a natural born clown. Like she just would make jokes in between the songs, tell funny stories. Yeah. If there was a problem, she could distract the people on stage with like her funny gags and like, yeah, like, tell you know, got you. Yeah. In 1950, June and her family began performing at the Opry and were soon regulars in the lineup. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's the family is big. The family's a big deal. Johnny Cash did know and was a fan of June Carter like his whole life, basically. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, interesting. Because that, you know, that's the kind of music everyone listened to and she was in the biggest family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In 1950, June and her family began performing at the Opry and were soon a part of their regular lineup. Love On it. July 9th, 1952, at the age of 23, she married Carl Smith, who was a famous country singer at the time as well. Together, they recorded the hit song Time's a Wastin' and had a daughter named Carlene in September of 1955. Okay. So they were both married to other people when Johnny and June met in 1956. Yes. Johnny moved his family to Southern California, which is where Vivian was from. Wait, wait. What happened when they met the first time? Nothing? They performed the show together. Yeah, nothing. Uh, okay. They're both married to other people. Well, yeah, but I don't know. We've told lots of stories, Matt, where that literally doesn't matter yeah. at all. So Nothing Nothing. Spe- nothing specific happened at the show. That is just where they met. Okay. Johnny moved his family to Southern California, which is where Vivian was from, but the location of their house was a little remote. You know how California 
just be like, yeah, LA's got a lot of people. But once you leave Los Angeles, like sometimes it's just farm or desert, you know? Yeah, mostly desert. But yeah, yeah. Yes, I understand. He basically gets the family this like nice little house in Southern California, whatever. And then she leaves her alone while he goes on tour. Uh So Vivian is doing almost all of the parenting, almost all of the housekeeping, almost all of everything that goes on in the house. But they got, they got money now or no? They have some money coming in. I don't, I don't know that they're crazy, crazy wealthy, but they are very comfortable and happy. They might actually be wealthy. At some point, they obviously are wealthy. Yeah. But, um, their daughters, Vivian and Johnny's daughters talk about her having to like get vermin out of the house. Like if a, an animal got in, she has to be the one that gets it out. You know, Mm. she gets the bugs out. She gets, you know what I mean? Like doing all the stuff that a man would typically do. Ideally. Sure. I could just, if I could just have some help, people. Meanwhile, while she is fully taking care of their four children. They have four? And their house. Yeah, they have four daughters. They, yeah, at this point, they kind of do have four. Okay, because you did By 1960, say that. By 1961, they have four daughters. Yeah, I do. We went through their birth years. Oh, you did. We did. Because one was born in 1956 and the other one was born in 1961. So, meanwhile, Johnny is falling more into drugs and oh. sleeping around with fans on tour. Whoa! Because he's like... leaving her to go on tour. Well, yes, no, I know that because that's his job, but like, what happened to a thousand letters a year johnny and i'll love you forever and i don't care about anybody else yeah it's been about five years they're done with that now i guess well i guess so that's a man for you yeah uh well he's also as i said doing drugs sure he's popping pills also i guess a man for you well i just mean that that could i am sure that he would have been a better husband and i think he would agree if he had not been doing the drugs sure but But that doesn't mean that the marriage itself was going well i highly doubt it i don't think that vivian had anything against his like music career or anything like that Mm -hmm. but she would have liked him to be have been home sure i'm sure there's many things she she would have preferred happen. Yeah. I, him being home, him not doing drugs, him not sleeping around. Just to name a few. The drugs help keep his energy up for tour. Of course But it was hard for him to come down when he got home. So that, you know, when he got home, he really wasn't able to be present with them anyway. Because he was too and fucked I, up. I guess so. <laughs> June and her husband Carl divorced in 1956. Oh, yeah, big news. Which there. was not necessarily a popular thing to do. Not in 1956, it wasn't. On November 11th, 1957, she married her second husband Edwin Rip Nixon who was a formal football player police officer and race car driver whoa together they had a daughter Rosie Nix Adams in 1958 how did she they divorced in 1966 I'm just giving you information to keep in your mind I got it I'm just saying how did she move on so fast how did she find someone else so fast and then have a baby with that guy or she was cheating you think well the baby didn't come until 1958 so after they had been married for a few months like a year I guess the baby was born. Now, that's not a long time. That means they got pregnant three months into their marriage. Marriages, I think that marriages tend to be over before you get divorced. Oh, yes. Usually. But, like, do you, you think, do you think, I know you may not know, so I'm just, you know. I don't know. I know, so I'm asking you. I don't think that she, think. I don't think that she was cheating on him. I think that they were separated and they got a divorce. Yeah. And then she she met and married him pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I think this was also the time where you don't, like, if you're a woman, you don't necessarily do a whole bunch of sleeping around. So marriages did tend to happen fast, you know? Are you sure? Yes. (laughs) Okay. What do you mean, am I sure? If that women didn't sleep around back then. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, they are not supposed to, though. Right, but are they supposed so if to you now? Don't, but they do. If you don't want to get the reputation of sleeping around, then you marry them, and then, yeah. you know? And then you get 
get divorced. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In 1962, so she is married to husband number two right now, mm-hmm. has already divorced husband number one, is married to husband number two, has two daughters. Okay. Yes. Okay. One with each of the husbands. Yes. In 1962, Johnny and June began to tour together throughout the country. They had done shows together. Like, it's not like they just met once and never saw each other again. Yeah. But it was, they had done some shows together, but they weren't like touring together like they are now. Mm-hmm. At this point, Johnny is successful and is the headliner and all that kind of stuff. And he was able to sort of offer June the place on the tour. So June at this time was taking care of her two daughters and therefore she was working less shows than she normally would. She was doing like 10 shows a month instead of 20, 25. You know what I mean? Okay. It was a relief to her and she was grateful to not have to worry about booking her own shows every month because she was just on Johnny's tour. June. So she was able to just, June was, yeah. yeah. So she it's, was able to just go to the shows that she could go to and the ones that she couldn't go to, she went home with her kids. You know what I mean? What What, what were the reasons for the ones she couldn't go to? Because she wanted to spend time with her children. Oh, well, that's a good, that's a good reason. Is that this that's point? That's what I'm saying. What are you saying? When you go down to that few shows a month, it can become complicated to schedule your shows because you're not doing a big tour you don't have some you don't have a tour manager that's just sort of scheduling everything for you it basically gave her the opportunity to not have to worry about what show she was going to be on next she was on johnny's show right it, it gave her the freedom to come in i don't understand what you don't understand <laughs> i don't understand okay i understand what you're saying that like she's on johnny's tour now right so, and yes pre- presumably she still has the same if not more level of fame than johnny or maybe johnny surpassed her i don't know i don't she, even know he if that has matters. surpassed her he has by far surpassed her okay great and so she he is a huge star right now he is a big star yes he's johnny cash big 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 star and she's just like a smaller star and she can decide basically what shows she wants to come to perform at and not perform at based on how she's feeling or how her schedule is with her kids yeah whatever get that totally get that what i don't understand is i guess the point you were trying to make unless it was different than that point that i just said my point is it's more meaningful than just him putting her on the tour he gave her safety and security in her life Mm. and made her life better and simpler by putting her on the tour right yes so she can go home and do whatever and he yeah is at a level of fame where he cannot i guess do the same thing yes yes i mean i guess he could because he is johnny cash and he's like i'm not performing i'm not performing but he's not choosing to do those things right i'm gonna keep reading okay i'm gonna say i'm gonna say the whole sentence again just so you can hear it and then i'm gonna say the next paragraph so we'll see if i make my point better in the two paragraphs (laughs) because i don't know if i've made the point or not you know what i mean in 1962 johnny and june began to tour together throughout the country Mm -hmm. june was taking care of her two daughters and therefore was working less shows than she normally did. Mm-hmm. She joined Johnny's show where she was grateful to not have to worry about her own bookings and she was free to spend the rest of her time with her kids. Some sources say that Johnny and June began to have an affair almost immediately. Some say almost immediately after they met. Some say immediately after they started touring together. You but there's really no proof or any met. real there's no proof or any real confirmation. He did say in a later interview that he felt like he liked her more than professionally from the very beginning but that she had a and i quote great reputation so it seems like maybe there was some obvious feelings between them but not necessarily anything more so from the moment that he's met her he has liked her more than he knew he should if that makes sense that does make sense 
I mean, she has always had a very good reputation for being professional, for being respectable, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that he's offering her this place on the tour. Not just because, yeah, not just because she's an incredible talent that is obviously going to add value to the show, like obviously, but also it allows him to be near her and it allows him to help her to sort of in a way provide for her, give her a salary. I get you, Matt. Without her having to worry about it. We're on the same page. So it, that's why I'm just like, it's a little bit more than just a tour, but it's not like an overt promise or whatever. Uh-huh. By now, Johnny's drug problem had put a strain not only on his friendship with June, but his marriage to Vivian. He's doing a lot of drugs. On October 5th, 1965, mm-hmm. Johnny was arrested coming back from Mexico where he had purchased cheap amphetamines. Ooh. They found over 1,000 pills stuffed into his guitar. A great hiding spot. Honestly, he probably did it a bunch of times and no one ever even looked. That's, that's you're probably right. You're probably right. This was not the first time he was arrested and he was arrested for more than just having drugs on him but it was all sort of drug related you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i think he got arrested for trespassing somewhere but he was like high and wanted to pick flowers and it like you know what i mean like he was he wasn't thinking clearly and so he went and picked flowers places he wasn't like breaking in somewhere Mm -hmm. not that it's like an excuse like you know whatever vivian accompanied him to court where photos of them were published Now, you're going to have to just follow me through this real quick because it gets interesting, but it also doesn't really connect to what we're talking about. But it's the first time I'd ever heard of it, so we have to bring it up. Okay. In a weird twist, people thought Vivian looked black. She's part Italian, and as far as anyone in her family knew, they were white. She's part Italian- but they don't know the other part. They thought they thought the other part was like Scottish and German and okay. white bullshit. Sure, whole bunch of you know European stuff. That's what that that's what everyone thought. That's as far as you know everyone. That was the truth. You know what I mean? That's what was. Newspapers started writing articles claiming that Johnny was hiding his wife's race from the world. Even though Vivian had been to public events before and they'd been married at this point for over a decade. I think they just like the picture just happened to like hit different, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The KKK targeted them. Vivian was scared, but also kind of just offended that Johnny's team immediately put out a statement saying she's white. Let it go. Because she kind of just thought like that's the dumbest rumor ever. Like who cares? Why even? And respond to it. Yeah. Now I will say, if you see pictures of her, I can see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. She definitely like. I think she'd be cast as racially ambiguous now. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And people be crazy. People be crazy in the 60s in the south mm-hmm. even to this day he also true so she didn't think the rumors worth responding to and then he also left to go back on tour mm. so he kind of left her with the kkk threatening them and targeting them and her just being like great i'll be here in the middle in our house in the middle of nowhere yeah thank you so much that's super great recently one of her daughters had a dna test done and vivian's maternal great-grandmother was an enslaved black woman named sarah shields <gasps> who's Plot- white father freed her and her siblings and allowed them to pass as white. So Sarah went on to marry a white man and then by the time that like the Jim Crow South the Jim Crow laws started up, uh-huh. Vivian and all of her children were like listed as white. And so from then on, not Vivian, Sarah and all of her children were listed as white. Uh-huh. And so it kind of seems like 
like Vivian was part black, yeah, but she had no idea. Right. I think yes, they had. So like that's a fun fact. Erase that part of it. That is a that, fun like, fact, Mav. For these daughters, for Johnny Cash's daughters, terrible racists actually inspired them to eventually find out things about their own heritage. Like that's oh, you know, I, you know, that's I think that's the definition of beauty comes of all things, Mav. Yeah, you know. So all of this, his drug use, his constant cheating, his relationship with June. And being left all alone, not just when the KKK are after them, but like in general. Yeah. Finally prompted Vivian to divorce Johnny in 1966. Uh, good for you, Viv. Their four daughters lived with and were raised by Vivian. I like Vivian. I got nothing against her. Yeah. She seems like a good, good girl. It seems like person. she put up with a lot. Yeah. I think the most I can say about them is that it's a shame that they didn't realize a few years earlier that they were not compatible. Vivian. Because I think they both would have been happier. Yeah. I think they both would have been happier had they realized earlier. Like, you know, like they could have had yeah. I feel like people always miss the window. I think there's a re- there's a there's a little window in relationships where it's like if we get out right now, we can still be friends and we can still be we can like say a nice goodbye to the relationship that we had, you know, like Marie Kondo it out of our life. <laughs> Like, I can thank you, but you no longer serve me joy. Yes. So we can end this nice and amicably. Instead, they, like, keep holding on and they keep fighting for something that they don't want. And I think that might have been partially kind of what Vivian was doing, trying to get trying to get him clean, trying to get him to be around more. When the reality is she just needed to go and find someone that loved her and treated her the way that she wanted to be treated. I agree, Matt. I think you could make that point for even so many modern day marriages. So many. You know? So many. That they just stay in it for a million different reasons other than what you should is that you, you know, really love this other person and want to try and work yeah. it out with them. Yeah. And then, you know, you end up with a lot of resentment or maybe kids that don't talk to you or, I don't know, a million other different things. Yep. Soon after their divorces, Johnny and June began a relationship. Of course. Who could have saw that one coming? Not me. She tried to keep him off drugs, which was successful and unsuccessful at different times. Mm-hmm. They continued touring together. Um, not just Johnny's band and June, but other members of the Carter family were joining them as well. In 1968, so that's two years after his divorce. And I think two, I think they got divorced at around the same, not the same time exactly, but like in the same year. Mm-hmm. So in 1968, he proposed to her on stage on the 13th anniversary of their first meeting at the Grand Old Opry. Wow, how serendipitous. June said yes, and yeah. they were married on March 1st, 1968. Cute. In May of 1968, Johnny released Johnny Cash at Folsom Prison, which was a live album recorded during his show at the prison that January. Wait, what Why? What about a, why is the prison involved in this? Johnny Cash is known for performing at prisons often. He created this sort of person persona of an outlaw of this sort of man in black a lot of his songs are inspired i think that he felt really trapped by his time in the air force uh-huh. similar to how people in prison feel like he, well, he felt like he a... had lost his yeah he didn't like it but i mean that's he a, wrote a lot stark comparison there Mav. i don't know if that's completely i mean it's not it's so much different being i think that's how he felt i think that's how he felt anyway wonder how the government would feel about that anyway <laughs> Okay. Anyway, he performed at lots of prisons. He performed at San Quentin. Uh-huh. He performed, I mean, he performed at a bunch of prisons for prisoners. He had a lot of fans that were prisoners. Oh, sure. Later in his life, he worked towards prison reform. That's nice. Anyway. Okay. The album was a huge success and cashed in on Johnny's outlaw reputation, as I was saying. 
particularly the popularity of his song Folsom Prison Blues, which had come out in 1955. Okay. According to their son, early 1968 was when my parents' love really flourished. I'm sure it had been there for a while, but that's when it could be completely in the public. Wait, do they have a kid? On March 3rd, 1970, they had a son named John Carter Cash. They continued touring and playing shows together over the next few decades. They hosted the Johnny Cash Show together from 1969 to 1971, which was a country western themed variety show. Ooh. It it had tons of musicians on it. Like Ray Charles was on it. That's cute. Stevie Wonder was on it. Bob Dylan was on it. That's cool. James Taylor was on it. Like tons of people from other genres, but the country western genre were on it too. Yeah. Okay. Johnny got clean in 1970, although he would relapse after an accident in 1983 caused him to use painkillers again. Like he got in a car accident and he was prescribed Mm, like a pain and so he was on them again. Opioids, I'm sure. This caused a sincere strain on their marriage, almost leading to a divorce. June and their family had to eventually hold an intervention to get Johnny to get clean again. Yeah. Um, Johnny had heart surgery in 1988. They appeared together on a few episodes of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Oh. From 1993 to 1997, where hey, she I'm played his now. wife. Yeah, where June played his wife. Yeah, she played his wife. So she played it was like son. um, it was like a cameo. They did like four episodes. I think he did four, she did three. Okay, but I don't. I didn't watch the show, so I don't really know. Sure. Johnny released his second autobiography in 1997. He had released his first in 1975, but he felt like he had more to say. Okay. In 2002, Johnny released an album called American Four: The Man Comes Around, which included his legendary cover of the song "Hurt" by Nine Inch Nails which is kind of widely considered like either one of the best covers in music history mm-hmm. and it was or one of his best songs which is saying something because he wrote amazing songs yeah so his version of hurt is really good it's really heartbreaking and beautiful yeah. and it's one of those things that it was like really heartwarming and nice to see such a legend of music appreciating new artists yes you know yes in may of 2003 june had surgery for an issue with her heart Afterward, her health rapidly deteriorated and she died on May 15th, 2003 at age 73. Gosh, They had been married for 35 years. Oh, but that's beautiful. She told him to keep working, so he did. Over the next four months, he recorded 60 songs. Jesus. At his last public appearance, before singing Ring of Fire, the song that June wrote, that actually Ring of Fire is kind of about how falling in love feels like falling into a ring of fire. And she wrote it while they were falling in love with each other when they weren't supposed to be. Oh, but it doesn't, that she didn't, it didn't say like if this was before or while they were actually together. The song was written before they were publicly together. But they were together. But while they were touring together. So when their significant others were still in the picture. He released it in 1963. She wrote it before that, between 1960 and 1963, I would say for sure. Okay. So it was while they were touring together. Yeah. And both technically still married to other people. So maybe it wasn't about him. Maybe it was about her husband. Like, we don't know. But she wrote the song. And he made it popular. Let's not be silly. But he played Ring of Fire, the song that June wrote. And so before he before he sang that, he said, The spirit of June Carter overshadows me tonight with the love she had for me and the love I have for her. We connect somewhere between here and heaven. She came down for a short visit, I guess, from heaven to visit with me tonight to give me courage and inspiration like she always has. She's never been one for me except courage and inspiration. I thank God for June Carter. I love her with all my heart. 
cute. Johnny died on September 12th, 2003 at age 71. Oof. Four months after June died. He died of a broken heart. All of their children went on to become musicians in some capacity. Johnny Cash is one of the most famous musicians of all time. And June has often been listed as one of the most important and influential women in country music. Wow. I love... Ta-da! I mean, that's... That's super dope. I feel like she should get the same praise because she was doing yeah. it a lot earlier for a lot longer. But I get it. We live in the world that we live in. And so that's okay. And it's hard to... I agree that she deserves more praise. Yeah. It's hard to quantify how important Johnny Cash is, though. Is it? I feel like it's pretty quantified. I don't know, man. Well, I mean, he's not... Like, he's so celebrated, man. Like, who... Unless you... Write, that's what I'm you, saying. What I'm saying... You're trying to say that she is as important as him. And I yeah. don't... I don't know that you can be as important as Johnny Cash. You know what I mean? I think that he would agree that she's as much a part of his... See, but a part of his. It's like... Career. (laughs) You know what I mean? That she inspired him as much as he inspired her. You know what I mean? I don't know. It gets hard when you get to someone of, like, legendary status like that. Yeah. I I think it's just because maybe he's more modern day relevant, you know? But, like, if you... I I don't know. I I didn't know I don't know because you're actually talking about the songs that he wrote. Oh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm not... I don't, I, other than Johnny Cash just being like a name that I feel like everyone knows, even if you don't really even know him, I'm kind of in that boat, right? I know he was a a country artist. I know that Walk the Line song because of the movie, Mm -hmm. but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I'm like well-versed in country music or that culture or the industry in that way, or like even know a lot of artists, even right now. So his importance, I could totally be understating. Uh, You are, but but that's fine. I don't. But also importance is personal and it goes you know sure right like it's also just time i guess but he i can't i can't overstate to you how important he is to i you no i think there's a genuine argument to be said that he's as important if not more important than elvis oh sure (laughs) i mean i i guess for 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 like for like his genre you mean no okay i I do not i mean all of music johnny cash is like huge rolling stone named him one of the top like 20 musicians of all time yeah i mean who was number one him he has a grammy lifetime achievement award i guess i should have put more stats in here i assumed you just would have known how important johnny cash was i get how like big of a deal he is i'm not saying that i'm not trying to take anything away from him 2004 he was listed as number 31 on the list of greatest of artists of all time number 21 on the list of greatest singers of all time um his album at Folsom prison is one of the most important american recordings of all time what is that okay i yes i agree with you who do you think is who do you think is more important you know what i mean like importance maybe he's in the rock and roll hall of fame is subjective i think i think he's super important you know not to me personally in my life but i get i get his importance like globally all i'm saying is mav is if i I and this would change like obviously everything because like they would have never gotten together but if june was a man you know and had the same career i feel like everyone would be talking about that person if june was a man and had the same career i know right it wouldn't have the same career as june had or had the same career because johnny cash with the exception of ring of fire which i think is a very good song i do not know of another song that june wrote that's as good as the songs that johnny cash wrote right i couldn't name any but i could not name any june songs i didn't even know june existed all i'm saying is i think i think that because of how society is especially back then but even still now that it's and this goes for like all a lot of female artists i think and then everybody that we kind of talk about on on this podcast as a i mean i guess apart from like the gay ones because then there's no man involved there um and maybe one or two yes that that 
their light gets dimmed. Women's light gets dimmed. Yes. Uh, overwhelmingly so as compared to the man. And I get it. It's This isn't to say that like Johnny's light shouldn't be as bright as it is because he did amazing things in his own right and is like an amazing person with or without June. But I also think that June is, at least from what you told me, because that's literally all I know about her. And it seems like she has been sort of like relegated to, to like a supporting character role in Johnny's life and story, which is true, right? She was there for him. She like helped him. She was amused. She was blah, blah, blah. But then like all the other parts of her kind of just get like washed away in my mind. But maybe I'm wrong. No, I don't think your point is valid and right. I was just concerned only simply with making sure we all understood how yes, legendarily how important Johnny Cash is. of a dick Johnny Cash has. And it's huge. <laughs> it's humongous. It's literally what could crush cities. I think that the sadder part for June is that you just don't know you know and with a lot of the women that we talk about is that we want to say they would have been just as successful if they had you know they would have written just as many beautiful songs as Johnny Cash wrote if she had been a man or if she had been given the kind of freedom that he as a man was given and it's sad that we'll never know yes all I think Bev is that is the fact that we don't know if if even if there she, are even definitely if she, well, some women that we've talked about where we do know you know what I mean yes I yes and we can see and I love outliers June, and there. I think she's an incredible talent I think she's so funny she's so charming you watch um any kind of interviews with both of them together she's the light yeah she's so fast she's so quick-witted she's like telling the stories and he's just happily laughing with her you know mm-hmm. and i think she would have been a humongous star even not even just i don't think her light was dimmed by him i think no. her light had already been dimmed like you know how i was talking about the tour that he like helped her be on yeah I the think fact that light- she was a mother of two and he was a father of four and had none of those problems or issues this is pressures this is what i'm talking about man. this is what i'm talking about and light's yes. not dimmed because because of whatever the light is dimmed on all women because they're women and that is yes. what this this society is yes set up. you even started this podcast by saying or this episode by saying that she was the queen and the story and i didn't even know yes. who she was at the time and i was she, like i agree with you a hundred she is the queen of the story 20 million percent i ring of fire is probably my favorite of the songs that we've discussed uh-huh it's so good. It's so beautiful. The phrase Ring of Fire was inspired, I believe, by a like Renaissance poem that she read or something oh, like that. Okay. Like, like that's how well read and how smart she was. Yeah. That she was reading poetry from like hundreds of years ago and getting inspiration to write a beautiful love song from it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have in heard Ring of Fire, not gonna lie to you, but I would You should listen, listen to it. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna, as soon as this is over, I'm gonna listen to it right now. I'll probably cry. His version. His version's very good. I don't think there... I There is a few versions of her singing it, mm. but she wrote it. She didn't record it for herself for a really long time, uh, I don't think. But she did record she, it? Yeah, I think her sister recorded it first, uh. and then it wasn't really a huge success, and then Johnny did his own version of it with his own backing mm-hmm. in, like, his style of the music part, you know? Like, yeah. he added um, different instruments to it and stuff, and it, it that was a huge success, and it's really good. But you should listen to Johnny Cash in general i should i should well i think if we're if, if we get back to like their relationship specifically um i think it was honestly really beautiful I, I like i think they genuinely loved each other i know johnny had drug issues which didn't didn't it wasn't like because of the relationship that was his own like personal shit that he was dealing with but i th- i think you know uh, 
in comparison to a lot of the other relationships that we've covered where people seem to be together for reasons other than love you know whether it's convenience money uh good pr politics whatever like this this seemed like a genuine connection that they had uh and then they've finally got to see it through in like a real legal way and it was a a beautiful relationship between two people that really loved each other yes i agree sorry i think that they they really feel like and i think it's important to mention that's why i mentioned it in the, like the notes and stuff the like him relapsing later on after they got married and them having problems and struggling through that because i think with them it's very easy to think that like it was such a struggle for them to get together in the beginning which i think happens a lot for people that are second marriages or later marriages where they're just like the first marriage the one that ended badly or the one that ended period Mm -hmm. was such a struggle and so hard to get through that it feels like when you find that right person that you're like cool happily ever after we're done and it's not like that it's like hard work but I also think that the difference between them that maybe made their relationship with each other successful when their relationships with other people were not successful Mm-hmm. was that they lived their life together. I don't think the couples always need that or want that to sort of be as combined as they were. I think that what worked for them that did not work for their previous relationships was simply that the, they were a collaboration. They were a partnership. They weren't just a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's necessary for everyone. But I think for the two of them, it's what made it work. Because his problem with his wife, his Vivian, his first wife, was that he was gone all the time and that he was off doing stuff while he was away from her that impeded their ability to have a relationship together. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that for June, it seems like I honestly, it's my real frustration is that there's not enough about June for someone that had been famous for so long. I don't know what happened in her relationships, you know, her like first couple of marriages. And I know that's not my business, but I feel like if we know all of the dirty details about his, like, where's where's the tea? Like, what happened there? But I also think the fact that she was touring and that she, you know, but then again, her first husband was a musician, so it's not like a 100% check mark. But I feel like they, they were the couple that is just together all the time and is happy to be together all the time and that that's it's a really nice version of a couple if you can find it where that's what the two people actually want yeah i think it the fact that they had the same passions career-wise you know it certainly was a, a pro and helped and made things in their relationship easier i'm sure in some ways it made it a little harder i.e johnny's drug issues but i think overall right that was a that was a, a, a common place of interest between them where they could just build on the their loving desires for each other and passions and write cute love songs Timing. i'm gonna say my sources okay and then we can say goodbye okay okay so the sources for this episode are johnny cash the life by robert hilburn that's a book the washington post article white supremacist attacked johnny cash for marrying a black woman but was his first wife black by sydney trent from may 16th 2021 which is where i got all that kkk dna test stuff mm. and then a town and country article called the love story of june of johnny cash and june carter by lauren hubbard from april 20th 2019 and then finally there's a documentary on johnny cash's youtube channel it's an hour and a half long it's called the gift the journey of johnny cash an official documentary wow it's free it's pretty good and it's a youtube video it seems like i have no idea the story behind it if they like made a documentary and then just didn't sell it to anyone and put it up on their own site but i really like this idea of 
legendary people like him making, and I mean, he didn't because he was dead before YouTube existed, but you know what I mean? <laughs> legendary people like him having documentaries readily available to show and explain their significance yeah. after they're gone because I feel like their significance can get forgotten. And it's nice to have free, like, free information sort of publicly available to everybody like that. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah. So, thank you very much for joining us thank this you. month. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I certainly learned a lot. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate you yeah, always. Yeah, I guess if you, if you liked it, give it a, a, a thumbs like up. or something. Share that shit. Tell other people sure. to listen. Give it a like. Give it a review, I guess, if you like it on Apple. If you're giving us a negative review, please just keep it constructive criticism. Has anyone given us a negative review? No one's given us a review. Uh, okay. Well, we're batting 100 right now, then. A thousand. Yeah, we're doing great. Sorry, a thousand. Batting a thousand. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We will see you next month with a new couple. Goodbye!